Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. It's Monday, so you know what time it is for. It's Monday Mayhem, and we're glad to have you with us tuning in wherever you might be tuning in. We thank you for that. NFL fan, college football fan, whatever you are, we thank you for tuning in. We saw a great weekend of football, uh, especially in the NFL. Another uh, handful of close games uh, on Sunday. We had comebacks. We had you know, just offensive shootouts. And uh, honestly, it was, a, it was a, good, a good Sunday in the NFL. A lot of defensive uh, stands and, and shutouts as well. Sam, uh, your opinion watching football. I know you watched football all day yesterday. Uh, your opinion on, uh, on the NFL week, week number four, uh, almost in the books after tonight's two games. Well, I will say, I, I uh, first off on Saturday, I was super glad to watch Oklahoma lose. You know me; I'm I'm not a big fan of Oklahoma, as you know. But moving on to Sunday, yeah, I thought I thought it was a great mix of games. We had the low-scoring game of the Colts-Bears game, which we'll touch on. We had the high-scoring game comeback of the Saints-Lions uh, game. Like it was all sorts of mix. It had everything you wanted in NFL week. We saw Justin Herbert step up. I just thought it was a really good weekend of football. Yeah, it was. Justin Herbert, that's an interesting point. Um, I want to get to that because Herbert, who, who replaced Tyrod last week because Tyrod at the last second, you know, they were injecting him in his lungs and uh, the doctor or whatever messed up the injection. Can't play. He's out for a couple weeks. Um, it is, I, know, I know that the Chargers have not won a game with Justin Herbert, but he has looked awfully impressive in those – two uh, games that he's played, two starts that he's had. I'm starting to wonder, do you lean towards Justin Herbert at this point? I mean, you've only won, what, one game. What are you really playing for? Is there a potential switch at, at, at QB? Uh, I, I think I think there could be, as personally, from my opinion, I would rather start Justin Herbert over Tyrod. I know, as you mentioned, that they haven't won a game. And, yes, that does hurt him a little bit. But when you – when you draft a guy like Justin Herbert, you're looking for him to be the future. He's Not everybody's going to be Pat Mahomes where they're winning the first 10 games or so of their first uh, season starting. Like, it's just not going to happen. And what I've seen from Justin Herbert, I really like. He's really made that offense, which with that first game under Tyrod just seemed, just seemed bad. And he just reinvigorated. Seems like he's getting Keenan Allen more involved, Hunter Henry more involved. And it just seems the offense seems to better flow, even though they did win week one with Tyron. They haven't won a game since. I still like what the offense is doing under Justin Herbert. I even, and, and I said this when they drafted Justin Herbert and, and, and when they announced that the starter would be Tyrod Taylor, I said you should go with Justin Herbert all along. We knew the Chargers. They have weapons, but were they really going to compete in their division this year? I think that answer is no. I think – with the AFC West, it is just stacked Chiefs and the Raiders in there as well. Um, but uh, honestly, from from the beginning, I didn't even think Tyrod Taylor should start. I think it should have been Justin Herbert all the way. Like you said, he's already he's your future. You didn't take him that high in the draft for no reason. So if he's going to be your starting quarterback next year, why are we messing around with Tyrod Taylor, who is just a backup quarterback? I mean, that, that is that is Tyrod Taylor. He is a backup quarterback. He's not a starter. Yeah. He's not a franchise quarterback. I don't know if they're trying to take the experience of Tyrod and turn it into success this year or what, but after seeing, after seeing 
Justin Herbert these past two weeks, I'm going with Herbert the rest of the way, even though he hasn't won a game. He's put up impressive numbers. He had a 137 passer rating on, on Sunday um, compared to Tom Brady, 117. Yes, Brady won the game, but I'm going with, with Justin Herbert. He was impressive. I mean, yeah. he's got that West Coast gunslinging um, skill set. I'm going with Herbert here the rest of the way. And back to your point of the plan, I think the plan was to start Tyrod and ease, slowly ease into uh, Justin Herbert regaining the job. Now, with the doctor, as we know, just kind of stabbing Tyrod and causing him to be out for the next considerable weeks, they had to go with Herbert. And I think he's proven when they needed him that he could step up, be that guy that they need moving forward. I think, I think to your credit, like I agree with you, I think from here on out they should just stick with Herbert I like what he's doing. You mentioned the passer rating. I thought he did a tremendous job last week. Hey, kudos to all of you guys who picked up Justin Herbert in your fantasy football league as your backup quarterback. Good pickup. I know we had a good fantasy day yesterday. Uh, so, hey, congratulations if you did that. You're, you're having a pretty good Monday. Um, another game I wanted to get to, How? what are we thinking of the Panthers here? I mean, they had a rough start. Now they're 2-2. Two and two. They just took down the Cardinals, who – had a humbling loss to the Lions last week. The Cardinals have now lost two straight. And the Panthers on the move at two and two. Teddy Bridgewater back there looked fantastic on Sunday. Two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown for Bridgewater. I'm I'm not completely uh, counting out the Panthers of, of the NFC South. Yeah, I'm I'm not counting them out either, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not jumping the bandwagon and saying, yes, they're contenders all the way. And I'll tell you why. I think the last two games were impressive. They uh, beat Justin Herbert. They showed up when they needed to, limited him to 16 points, and then went, uh, went in home, uh, defeated the Cardinals in considerably nice fashion. But the thing is, I think I think we just were I, – I don't want to jump the gun too yet because, yes, Teddy Bridgewater is getting used to this offense, and he's shown that he's slowly getting used to this offense. But at the same time, I'm not ready to jump the gun and say – Yes, without Christian McCaffrey and with Mike Davis, this team is going to look amazing moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this team, you know, through through four games has, has been better than most people thought on, on that front. Um, you mentioned uh, what's his, uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's out. Uh, how long is he do – do we know how long he's going to be out for, Sam? Uh, I can look it up. I think it's at least like three, three more weeks. I could be wrong. That's what I, that's that's the time frame I was thinking. Right around two, three weeks. Uh, so this says out four to six weeks, but this article was written two weeks ago. So. Okay, so should be back within the next couple of weeks. I think this offense can be dangerous, um, and you know Matt Rule there at the helm, kind of bringing that that uh, Baylor uh, West Coast mentality. I think could uh, serve well for the Panthers in the future. Oh, I'm, I'm there with you. I think, I think Matt rule, what he's done in his first stint, like we saw with Matt floor a year ago has been tremendous. I didn't think, I think the over under for the Panthers was like five games. So he's two and two so far. I like what they're doing, but I'm not ready to say, yes, this team is a contenders. Give me a few more weeks. If they keep on putting a uh, good number, good, uh, uh, good uh, games against uh, considerable opponents, then I'll change my opinion. Yeah. We're, we're, we're through four weeks, or most teams are through four weeks up to this point. And at this point, we kind of really know what the makeup of each team is going to be, I think, Sam. I think that's an accurate statement. We kind of know 
where each team is headed and what each team still needs to do. Um, and I bring this up because of the Cowboys-Browns game that we saw on Sunday. It was a pretty much must-win for the Cowboys, I would say. At home, you're one and two. You got to avoid falling to one and three on the season. They don't. The Browns absolutely destroy them on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, 49-38 to 38 victory there for Cleveland. Um, but the Cowboys at one and three, are we headed back to another eight and eight Cowboys? Uh, if they can even get to eight and eight at this point, like, let's be honest, I've been high on the Cowboys. I've been high on Dak Prescott and they've got, they've got so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. And, and this may be controversial, but I said it back in the draft. I was questioning, uh, no matter how good CD lamb is and how good he's proven to me, I thought they should have taken somebody on the defensive side of the ball. This is clearly a struggle of theirs. No matter how much they spend on Everson Griffin and their defensive line, their secondary cannot just can't stop anybody. And I think they should have targeted somebody on the defensive side of the ball rather than go for a third or fourth option on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that's their doubtful. Now to credit to CeeDee Lamb, he's been phenomenal. But I think their bigger pressing need, because we've seen the Dallas offense do tremendous things, but it's their defense that let the Browns score 49, let the Seahawks score 38, let the Falcons score 39. That's what exactly – that was exactly going to be my next point. You look at their last three games, and they've allowed over 30 points in each of those games, which is absolutely insane. You think about it, they threw up a stat on – if you watched the Colts game yesterday, they threw up a stat. Um, this is not counting the Colts' uh, 11 points that they gave up defensively yesterday. But up until yesterday – uh, the Cowboys, after the Browns game, the Cowboys gave up 49 points. The Colts, up to that point in the entire season, the first three games for the Colts, they gave up 48 total points. So the Cowboys get, gave up more points in the game yesterday than the Colts have all season. Now, obviously that changed with the Colts allowing 11 points. But the point remains that you have to have a defense to win in the league, and the Cowboys don't. Dak Prescott, he's looked good. I mean, I have no complaints about Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong. I mean, look at his offense. He's been able to put up 38, 31, and 39 points. You could score points. It's perfectly fine. But when your defense goes out onto the field and looks like absolute booty crumbs, can't do anything. So um, I, I'm impressed with Dak Prescott's play. I'm impressed with their offense. I'm impressed with CeeDee Lamb. I think he's going to be amazing. But when you don't have a defense, you can't win the league. Defense wins championships, I think, really hits home here for the Cowboys in their loss on Sunday. And you look at the box score, too, Sam. 14 points in the first quarter for the Cowboys. Zero in the second, zero in the third, 24 in the fourth quarter. The, the Cowboys allowed a total of 34 points in the second and third quarter by the Browns. And that really was the game. I mean, they came back late to make it interesting. But it was obviously it was too little too late. And the Cowboys need to find a defense here. Maybe a potential in-season trade to hopefully salvage something out of this season. And, and looking at their next game, they face the Giants. And if if I'm a Cowboys fan or someone in the front office and you let 20 to 30-plus points against the Giants who just scored nine against the Rams, like, there, there's got to be some discussion. I'm not sure who the defensive coordinator is for the Cowboys, but whether Mike McCarthy needs to, to uh, take over the play calling, whatever it is, something needs to happen on that defense. Because, as you mentioned, their offense is, is excellent, as I mentioned, but it's just their defense. It's hard to watch and root for a team that lets the Browns score 49 points who have had chemistry issues. Odell, 
I believe, had one touchdown up until that point, like 150 yards. And in that game, he had 150 yards and three touchdowns. Like, that, that's just stupid. And, like, that, they just need to figure it out. If, if they lose to the Giants, I'm not sure what the answer is. Well, guess who they're going up against in the Giants? The offensive coordinator is who? Oh, yeah, Jason Garrett. Ever heard of him? So that'll be interesting to see what Jason Garrett draws up. He obviously knows the Cowboys don't have a defense. Yeah, I think the game on Sunday between the Giants and the Cowboys could be very, very interesting. Oh, no doubt. And then following that game, they've got the dynamic, explosive, possibly MVP candidate, Kyler Murray. So do you really have faith that the Cowboys can stop him and D-Hop or the, or the Washington football team, even with as bad as Dwayne Haskins has been? Like Their, ne- their next win might be at Washington when they go play maybe. the Washington football team at the end of October. Uh, the Cowboys schedule, though, I mean, it is tough. I mentioned, are they headed back to 8-8? Eight eight? It's going to be hard for them to get there. And I love this on ESPN. I love the Cowboys. You click on the Cowboys like site on ESPN, and the article that pops up for ESPN, the headline is, like Tony Romo, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott can only do so much. And I think that is an ex- excellent headline for the uh, for the game from yesterday. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I just thought I, I kind of chuckled when I saw that. But, uh, yeah, the Cowboys game, you know what, I, I, I don't know about the Cowboys. And I wasn't too high on them at the, at the beginning of the season either. Um, they obviously still have a lot of work to do. Let's go to the flip side of the scoring here. The Colts 19 – Chicago Bears 11. The Colts beat an undefeated team, the 3-0 Bears. And now they go to 3-1 and on the season, Sam. I know you've been cautiously optimistic about Phillip Rivers and company. It wasn't so much of a Phillip Rivers showing as it was a Colts defense kind of show out. Yeah, I, I'm, there, I'm there with you. Like, Phillip Rivers, 16 of 29, 109 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 17 carries, 68 yards. This wasn't by – means an offensive showdown which I didn't expect it to be going up against Chuck Pagano and that tough defense now what I was really impressed by was that defense I think we can both say that defense was super impressive uh, uh, this past game we saw Julian Blackman get a pick we saw the defensive line not right not letting David Montgomery go anywhere it was a super dominant performance on the defensive side now now what would you say blocked punt a blocked or deflection, whatever you want to call it. But the, the point remains is I thought that, de- that defense was super impressive, but I'm still cautious. Phil Rivers, to me, is a quarterback that doesn't strike, doesn't strike confidence to me as a player who can take this team to the next level, whether or not you may disagree with his 70% completion percentage. But the way he just, like, didn't did, – I, I felt like he was just a non-factor that entire game. Colts have won three straight, and yeah, and and like I said, I think I said it a couple weeks ago, the Colts aren't going to win with Phillip Rivers. Like, I honestly don't think they are. Um, it's going to be the defense, but Phillip Rivers is going to have to put up some points, but it's mainly going to be the defense. What I thought and, and, and thought of yesterday with Phillip Rivers was, I understand, you know, why he's here, obviously, but I, I think that we need to give – him being here a little more credit than it deserves. I'm trying to put this in the right words. It's kind of, it's kind of hard, but I, I'm working on it. 
anyways, what I'm trying to say is Philip Rivers was in with was in San Diego with Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator, and Nick Sariani, who was the quarterback's coach. So I think that helps. Now, obviously, it was a, a long time ago, but it obviously helps being on that same page, knowing when to audible, knowing what to audible to, I think is going to be big for this offense coming down the stretch. The Colts aren't going to put up a lot of points uh, when it comes to these types of games. I'm perfectly fine with the Colts winning 19 to 11. They don't need to win 28 to 11 or 36 to seven every week. Yeah, it's nice, but I'm perfectly fine with them winning 19 to 11 in a defensive game where you have to play the full 60 minutes to win. The, the only reason I say that, and yeah, I'm fine. A win's a win at the end of the day, and whether they win nineteen eleven or thirty six to seventeen, they're still gonna. That's still a win at the end of the day, and that that what goes in, it doesn't go in as nineteen eleven. It goes in as a win, and I think my my what issue is, but like we're I know this is way down the road, but we're uh, looking at the playoffs potentially at three and one right now because that's just the projection we're saying. And what, what if we have to go toe-to-toe with a highly uh, uh, explosive offense like Baltimore? It just, seem, it, it just worries me that we're going to have to put the ball in the hands of Phillip Rivers. Because let's be honest, as good as the Colts defense has been statistically going into Sunday, the top defense in the NFL, it just worries me going toe-to-toe with a Chiefs or Baltimore who we play later, later this season, like, it, that, that's, that's what worries me about our situation. We'll talk more about it on Friday, but the, the Colts play the Browns this upcoming week in Cleveland. This could be a big game when you talk about determining playoffs if the Colts aren't able to win the AFC South. Uh, when you're talking about wild card seeding, the Browns could be there. They're at 3-1 and one also. So um, this could be a big game for the Colts coming up on Sunday. They're going to get a chance. They're crack at the Ravens uh, in November the Packers, you mentioned those explosive offenses. So I think the Colts have the defense to contain it right now. Um, but if you if you say say you're down 14 with eight minutes to go, you put the ball in the, in the hands of Phillip Rivers, how confident are you in this offense at this juncture? Oh, you there, Sam? Uh, sorry, you were, you were <laughs> lagging there, Grant. Oh, it's all right. You you were you were lagging there a little bit. Technological issues. We're recording over Zoom today, so um, if you notice any technological hiccups, that's what it is. Yep, I can hear you now. When okay. You you were lagging a little bit. Oh, or maybe it was my me. internet. It was your internet. I don't know. It's, okay. It's well. Crafty. <laughs> so what? We're recording the question. <laughs> yeah, we're recording over Zoom today, so we might have some technological hiccups. I said. Um, the defense has obviously been able to show up. The offense, so say the Colts are down 14, 10 minutes to go in the game. You put the ball in the hands of Phillip Rivers in need of two scores. At this juncture in the season, how comfortable are you with that? I, I'm not confident at all. I think we saw the week one was just a factor in my opinion, really. The rest of the weeks, two through four up to this point, we've been running the ball and we've been winning games. But that week one when we made Phillip Rivers throw 50 times, it didn't look good. And I think that just showcases if we're down 14, like you said, against a at least decent defense, I, I'm skeptical that we can get out the win. I'm going to go a little bit opposite you. I am optimistic that we could. I think you're down – now, obviously, depending on team, defense, say next week we're down 14 at the Browns. 
I, and with 10 minutes to go. I'm confident in Phillip Rivers to get it done. I am because I think they could score. The defense could stop it. But I'm fine with Phillip Rivers. I, I'm, I am more confident in him than, than you are. A couple of reasons. And, and it is play calling with Nick Sariani and Frank Reich. And you say, well, play calling is only half of it. You got to go out and execute the play. I get that. But Nick Sariani and Frank Reich know Phillip and know his game really, really well to call up those plays that he's going to be comfortable with, that he's going to know, and that he's going to be most confident in. That's why I'm a little bit more confident in the Colts going in these, you know, comeback-ish type games. I, I don't know. I think, I think I, I'm think i going to be a little bit contrary, and I know we saw uh, – I, I, I just haven't been impressed by Phillip Rivers so far up to this point to be like, yeah, he could lead us back from a 14-point deficit. So going from week two – 19 of 25, 214, a touchdown interception against the Vikings, which is solid. But, and then we got last week of 16 of 29, 190, and a touchdown. That just, just, me, like, uh, from watching the games of those stats, it's just just hard for me to fathom the uh, possibility of Philip Rivers leading a comeback of down 14-0. Yes, I know that he has chemistry with the OC and the head coach, but at the same time, it's just – Watching these, watching uh, these past few games on on red zone or whatnot, it's just like this guy just doesn't. I don't think has it in him like we saw uh, Tom Brady go down fourteen zero or uh, go down fourteen. Drew Brees go down fourteen zero. It just doesn't click to me as like yes, this dude can lead us. Time will tell. Time will definitely tell um, on that front. Let's get to those games that you just hinted at. The comebacks that we saw. On Sunday, one of them being the Buccaneers and the Chargers. The Chargers are actually up at one point, Sam, 24 to 7 in that game. The Buccaneers come back and win. Not only did they win, Sam, but they cover the spread, which is huge for me and my picks. Um, so the Bucs come back in that game. How impressed were you, Tom Brady, the 43 year old, still able to get it done even when you're down, what was that, 14, 17 points at one point in the game? I mean, I'm impressed. Like, we saw uh, – I, th- I think w- for the past few years we've been questioning Tom Brady and if he still has it. I think last game among the Broncos game and the Panthers game has proved that he's still got something left. Yes, week one against the Saints didn't look the best. But I think as he slowly gets into this offense, we've seen he's slowly getting better, slowly putting up better numbers. And I think we've – I think Tom Brady has shown that Maybe he wasn't as good as 10, 5, 10 years ago, but he's still a pretty good quarterback, and I think last week's comeback behind when he put up five touchdowns proved it. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, the, other, the other win in that comeback game of game, Saints 35-29 to 29 over the Lions. They were down 14 to nothing at one point. Drew Brees able to get it done. The problem that I have with the Saints, so they – with Michael Thomas being out, it really has hurt them. Drew Brees, a lot of checkdowns to Alvin Kamara, um, and that's that's not going to win games against the likes of the Seahawks, of the Buccaneers, um, of of teams of that caliber, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. the Ravens, etc. Your impression of the Saints here through uh, four weeks now, at two and two, not bad, but. Still uh, hanging in there, two and two. The offense kind of struggling the past two weeks. 
Uh, I, I'm going to take the optimistic approach this time, and I think what we saw last week compared to last or uh, compared to previous weeks, if this is a sign of things to come, I'm pretty positive. When you look at their offense, he didn't dump, he didn't force it to Alvin Kamara 20 times like he did it two weeks ago. This past week, three catches, 36 yards for Kamara, which is pretty good. But he found other weapons such as Emmanuel Sanders, who they acquired in the offseason, six catches, 93 yards. Troy Conn Smith stepped up, four catches, 54 yards, and two touchdowns. And they were out. They were uh, Jared Cook was out also. So when you combine those things, what I saw from the offense, yes, it wasn't that same dynamic offense to start out with going down 14-0. But once Drew Brees found his groove, it was there was nothing stopping with him, and he just led the whole way. Traquan Smith stepped up, Amino Sanders stepped up. If they keep doing that, I think this offense is going to be hard to stop. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm going to take the optimistic approach as well. I think as the season goes on, he will develop chemistry with the likes of Emmanuel Sanders with Traycon Smith. He won't have to rely on Alvin Kamara as much. Michael Thomas will come back and he'll be great. Um, but yeah, I think as the season goes on, you're going to see that offense improve. They got another day with Monday night football a week from today against the Chargers at home. Their second, uh, second Monday night football appearance uh, of the season. And I believe they, they will not make another appearance on Monday night football. They have a Sunday, another Sunday night game. They've already made an appearance on Sunday night football once when they played the Packers. But, uh, yeah, another primetime matchup for Drew Brees and company. Uh, I'm riding high on this team this year. I think they can be something special. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I think they're supposed to get uh, maybe Michael Thomas back next week, potentially another week after that. So, once he gets in our offense and they and, and Drew Brees still has that chemistry with Emmanuel Sanders and Trey Quan Smith, I think this team is could potentially be deadly. We've got a unique schedule tonight, and if you're listening to this – at some point later than Monday, uh, you obviously know what happens. But um, the game tonight, the first game, I should say, Monday Night Football Part 1, Pats, Chiefs, say what we said here on Friday, we didn't even really know if the Pats and Chiefs were going to be able to play because Cam Newton tests positive. Okay, now the game's probably going to be postponed. Oh, they might play Monday. Okay, what's happening? The Pats, the Patriots didn't travel to Kansas City until like right now. Like, they're, like, probably getting there, like, right now, which is absolutely insane to me. The Patriots at the Chiefs tonight, I like the Chiefs simply because of the, the confusion and the chaos with the Patriots that has happened earlier in the week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I not only that, not only the confusion, but they're going to be without their main offensive weapon, and that's Cam Newton. Cam Newton's not playing because, as you mentioned, he tested positive. So it's going to be the Brian Hoyer versus Patrick Mahomes uh, show, and I think we can all guess where what's going to happen. Maybe Brian Hoyer will just prove us all wrong and throw five touchdowns, but that's unlikely. I, I think it's an easy Chiefs win. I'm sure the spread's like double digits on FanDuel or whatever it is. But I think it's yeah, like ten and a half right now. Ten and a half, yeah. So I, I think this is an easy Chiefs win, or at least should be. If they don't win, I'd be very disappointed. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think the Chiefs are set up for for a win tonight. Uh, that game is on is on CBS, not ESPN, because CBS was supposed to broadcast that. That's why the Colts game. If you're a Colts fan, you're as confused as I was on Sunday. The game was not on at one o'clock. It was on at four twenty-five because of the Pats Chiefs game getting moved. They decided to push the Colts game back to balance out the schedule. Otherwise, there's only be two games in that late window. 
Um, and then the actual Monday Night Football game tonight, Falcons-Packers. Falcons are 0-3, but the Packers are extremely depleted of their offensive weapons, Sam. Close game here, or does Aaron Rodgers just do Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I, th- I think you got to bet on Aaron Rodgers, even without Devontae Abt, which I believe they said he's also going to be out with tonight as well. He still put up numbers. Last week we still saw him put up numbers. But also the Falcons, even though they have Calvin Ridley playing, Russell Gage playing, and Julio Jones playing, they're also hurt, even though they're playing, they're probably not going to be 100%. So I, I expect this to be a very close game. We've seen Matt Ryan do tremendous things with this offense, but that defense, even even with as bad as a receiving core Aaron Rodgers has left, with that Falcons defense, I'm not sure it's like it, how it wouldn't be a close game. All right. I, I, think, uh, I think we're in for a good showing on Monday Night Football. I think the Packers get it done. Um, in this one, Sam, anything else you want to add before we head out? Uh, see, we pretty much got everything covered for the league. My Raiders did not cover against the Bills. Bills won 30 to 23. Our locks for the week, I guess we can get to those real quick. Uh, I had the Raiders plus three against the Bills. That didn't hit. I went one and one on the weekend. I got my win. Bucks minus seven against the Chargers. They came back. Not only did they win, but they covered. That was kind of an uh, intense game for me to watch, Sam. Uh, your picks there. You want to go ahead and run through them. I already updated the standings. I'm at five and three on the season. You're at six and two. Yeah, unfortunately, Cardinals didn't cover the minus three at Panthers. As as we talked about, Panthers had a tremendous game. Came through when they needed to beat the Cardinals, so that didn't hit. And then Seahawks minus six at Dolphins. It was uh, the first three quarters were kind of getting nervous, but then Russell Wilson got back to his normal ways, got them to at least cover the spread. They certainly did. I got a same game parlay tonight in the Packers game. I'm going Aaron Rodgers under 270-something passing yards. Aaron Jones to score a touchdown in the Packers to cover six and a half. It's going to be a fun one to watch, uh, see if that hits. But uh, that's that's my uh, betting for tonight's Monday night game. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Sam, thanks for being here. We'll come back and uh, – Release another episode of Weekend Prep on Friday. Get you set for week number five in the NFL. Hopefully no more uh, COVID cancellations, but we shall see. Um, yeah, the Titans did not report any positives this morning, uh, which was good. Um, so hopefully they can play this Sunday. They should be able to. Um, and we can get the Titans back in action. Uh, but Titans this Sunday, I believe – I can check on that they will play the if I can find it I cannot find it on my they play the Bills yeah Bills at Titans so uh, we'll, we'll see about that game coming up on Sunday Sam got anything else before we head out this evening uh no I got a text Sony Michelle will be out for the Patriots so it looks like if the Patriots weren't already down with Cam Noon they're gonna be out with their top running back as well Hammer down. Hammer down on the Chiefs, it sounds like, tonight. Sam, we'll come back on on Friday. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Grant Covey. That's Sam Thillman. Follow us on Twitter, straight up Sports Talk. Sports Talk at 6 on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. And uh, stay tuned to there. Find all our latest episodes. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you on Friday.